0: Welcome back to Hamsterdam. It's Rusty Ryan here with Sean Larson. We got a lot of quack to dole out. How are you doing, Sean?
1: You know, I'm uh, I'm recovering. Basketball season is over. It was it was long. It was tiring. It was, uh, but it exceeded expectations, and I'm not not disappointed with how it turned out. Uh, so we we move into we move into the spring now. Spring, spring football starts next week. It does. With with the end of one sport comes the temporary beginning of another. And Circle I'm, of life. I'm excited to to dive into that. Yeah, because you know what that means. Rob
0: Mosley practice reports.
1: Oh, I look forward to those. I mean, my day isn't complete unless I have a Rob Mosley practice report. I remember the first time, I, I think it was my freshman year of college
0: when i was going to school on the east coast at that time for my first year of college and i uh like got a tweet that said rob posted a practice report back when he was with the register guard yeah and i was like oh my god i have to read this right now and someone someone goes see at this school it was like a big new york Giants school because they were fresh off the super bowl win so everybody's bandwagoning Mm -hmm. the giants yeah And I go, it's this practice report. This practice report just went up. And they go, wait, you're excited for a practice report? I'm like, yeah, it's spring football. (laughs) And then I had to explain what spring football was. And then they were even more confused why I was freaking out about a (laughs) practice report. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so it's a practice that doesn't really matter. But yet I'm like, tell me, tell me, tell me, who's the seventh wide receiver on the depth chart?
1: Yeah, exactly. How
0: how did the redshirt freshman do on offensive line? Who's like going to be our third string guard?
1: Yeah, and and I give you know, I give I give props to the dude for all these in depth reports. I mean, he is a very a very smart guy. He's really observant, and a lot of times I read those practice reports and I'm just like, uh, it's almost too much information. Sometimes I'm like, this is incredible. Just being able to take in all that, and uh, and it's funny because with my new. With my new upcoming full-time seasonal gig with the WNBA Seattle Storm, I will I will probably be doing some form of a Rob Mosley-style practice report every day.
0: Check you out!
1: I'll probably be diving into those for some for some ideas on. You know, just gotta translate that from Oregon football to to WNBA basketball.
0: Maybe we should. Maybe we need to get them on a pod then. Do you think we're big time enough that he would come on? Oh, we're big time enough okay <laughs> I know he like every once in a while he'll like he'll make a like an offhanded comment or something in yeah. an article that references an addicted to quack thing well and the thing i or found... I could just be making it up trying out of like the, a false the thing sense I've of found with,
1: with him is um so i'm I met Rob Mosley back. Uh, when we were at the Fiesta Bowl and I had a media credential for that, um, fir- first thing he ever said because I, I showed up to, I flew in on media day. I think it was New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and I sit down in the hospitality suite, and I'm still in my, you know, shirt and tie because I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna look like I was slacking at media day here. Right, You're big time. Exactly, big time now. Professional. There. And I sit down on the couch next to Rob, and he goes, "Well, you're looking very dapper today."
0: He would say that.
1: Yeah, he exactly. would say dapper. <laughs> uh, so that was that was how I met Rob. And uh, tell me, it, he was wearing like a know, full
0: sweatsuit, like sweatpants. It wasn't Team shirt sweatshirt. I wish,
1: if if he was if it, I, I have to imagine like when he covered the Rose Bowl or something for GoDucks, I have to imagine he was in like the head to toe Nike jumpsuit, but. <laughs> I think he was in his, like, you know, standard, like, quarter zip jacket and jeans and tennis shoes. Um, Team polo and khakis, only football decisions. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, so that was was how I met him. And what I found is that he's, because I think he used to be either, like, editor-in-chief or he had some big position at the Emerald when he was in school at Oregon. Oh, really? Back, like... You know, probably, I think he was there in like the late 90s, like right before the Joey Harrington era. Oh, okay. Uh, and so anytime I would post something on, post a link on Facebook that would just like rip into an Emerald article, like I remember one specifically that was they had one of their writers like test out different strains of marijuana before it was legal.
0: Oh my God, Dave went a, ham on those pieces. Write a
1: review on it and I just I, I posted it to Facebook and ripped it to shreds. Good. And anytime anytime I would get defensive or or any time I would get critical of the Emerald, he would step in and get you know, get all defensive about it and try and try and defend it. And there's some times when I might have been, you know, I might have been rambling a little bit unnecessarily, but there were other times where it was just like, you can't write this. you can't go test strains of marijuana and write it for an article in your school paper.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Go for it.: You're friends with Rob Mosley on Facebook
1: I am. I am what Facebook friends with Rob Mosley, yeah what? We became Facebook friends after the festival
0: Oh. Jealous. There
1: there was a, um, there was a, a, we all went, one of my fondest memories will always be uh, going out to one of the bars in, I think like Scottsdale or uh, one of the big, it was one of the big party sections in that, you know, Phoenix metro area. Um, And we went to this bar that was just filled with Ducks fans. And I'm there with, Mosley and Fentress and a couple other of those guys, and they get they got treated like celebrities that night. They had people coming up to them left and right, and I was like, that's when you know you're in a smaller town, when the local beat writers are getting treated like celebrities at the bar. Oh,
0: hell yeah. I remember, wow, we are on one hell of a tangent with the tournament to talk about, but hey, this is our podcast. If you don't like it, go to your own. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember Ted Miller showed up like, in his second year as the Pac-12 writer um, for ESPN, and he showed up at Taylor's on a Friday night, the night before a game. Oh, no. And this is, like, just about when I had started writing um, on Oregon Sports, and I was, was, I'm, like, the baby in my grade, and so I was the only one that wasn't 21. Mm -hmm. And so I just got pics all night of everyone else buying Ted Miller shots. Sorry Ted oh, Miller no. if he didn't want anybody to know. Uh so jealous. It's it's crazy how those how these guys are celebs so Like whenever I see I saw Rob once at when I was at the UCLA game this year. And of course I screamed come on Rob at him from a moving car.
1: Of course of course. It's my you favorite thing to. to do now. You got to.
0: So, man, Facebook friends?
1: yeah, big yeah. time. A you're lot. in, you're in the times. ring of honor. I know, I, I I do feel honored. Now he he he's a, he's a cool guy. It was a it was a fun week to hang out with him, and you know I w- I was nef- I was definitely no uh, I was no media hotshot. I was you know mm-hmm. some local tiny website that I don't even know how we got BCS credentials in the first place. To be honest, but it was uh, it was a fun experience.
0: Right, you're just some blogger moving out of his mom's basement, and there you are on media day. Pretty, pretty much. Wow. It's... Okay, so I have a question. So, there was the, like, fire rumor that Darren Carrington wasn't playing in the national championship game, Mm -hmm. which turned out to be true. Right, right. I really... I think it would be hilarious if Rob Mosley actually posted something on Facebook because he wasn't answering any questions on Twitter.
1: Oh, of course. That'd have been so
0: funny if on Facebook he was like, yeah, Darren Carrington's out. Sorry about to get on the plane.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's not a very, he's not very active on, on Facebook. He's just kind of, he's like one of those friends that you just kind of have there, which is kind of disappointing. But, uh, It's weird. He might, like, have a life or stuff to do. What a shocker. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who has a life?
0: I mean, I remember it was just, uh... God, that Darren Carrington rumor was a firestorm. Because that really broke when they were on the team playing.
1: Yeah. And I remember... That was a a disaster, and everyone was freaking out about it. Yeah. I, I was sitting... I remember that. I was sitting in LAX, and I had... I got to my I got to the gate way too early. I got there like three hours before my flight for some reason. Oh, I think woof. I think because we were planning my we had to drive through what is usually rush hour traffic in LA um, to get to the airport, and so we like overcompensated for the time. Of course. So you know we planned to get there two hours early, and of course it ended up being three hours early. So. As had time to kill in LAX and and then that like lit that story literally unfolded before my eyes on Twitter and I was like, "Well, at least it gave me something to do."
0: <laughs> yeah. I was at work, not functioning. And I remember he landed and he was like uh someone was like, "So, can you tell us anything about Darren Carrington?" And he goes like, "Why would you ask?" And people were like, well, "Well, people are saying that he's not he's not on the trip." He goes, "When have I ever said that people have or have not been on the trip and i was like i know you haven't but it'd be real cool if you did right now yeah i know you've got cool the inside
1: information man
0: he's <laughs> yeah, like how am i supposed to keep track i was like that was yeah, it used to be your thing you used to tell people who was on the plane and who wasn't
1: yeah except now uh don't you mess
0: yeah. with me rob
1: <laughs> now andy mack and dave williford would just smite him if he because he's he's got all the inside access now that, that we uh, peasants no. don't he's gone corporate Big shot, big shot. All right, so
0: do we... Okay, we've been avoiding it. We have. Do we want to talk about... Let's talk about Oklahoma State first.
1: Let's. Let's do that.
0: Joe Uh, Young, 27 points.
1: Yeah, so... Big
0: big 79-73 win. I'll stop interrupting you. Go ahead.
1: My my full disclaimer uh, for that game is I... I didn't watch much of the game, and I have a have a story behind it that I'll try. I, I, I'd say I, I've tried not to get off on a tangent, but you know, tangent and sling and quack is kind of going hand in hand here.
0: <laughs> We're twelve minutes through, yeah. and we
1: just got off a tangent, so it's whatever. So I'll I'll try and keep this one brief, but um, yeah the the night before I went out with a friend for drinks to celebrate and uh you know one turns into two turns into three turns into four and next thing you know you're in the back of a cop car n- just it kidding. didn't get, it didn't get that bad sometimes but uh yeah sometimes sometimes <laughs> it escalates to a whole new level no that one just ended um you know cr- crash at crashed at her place for the night mm-hmm. and Ooh. woke up the next morning just hating life and it was one of those things where i woke up at like 8:30 thinking i was semi okay but like all right i'm a little i'm a little groggy but i can do this <laughs> fell back asleep woke up again like an hour or two later and it just it hit me like a train <laughs> and i was like this is not happening and you know just just having a la- the laziest of lazy days and that's when you know that's when i I'm like I can't even I can't even keep my eyes open for this game. Get home, you know, I get the game thread up like the like the good editor I am. And uh you know, power power through that one just to, that was how much of a struggle that day was. It was a struggle getting the game thread up which takes all of 30 seconds. Yeah, it's like 3 clicks. <laughs> yeah. And uh so I I watched the game from from my bed, laying down in bed with the live stream on from like, you know, the March Madness live stream. Kept falling asleep every just every two minutes, would wake up, watched about the end of the first half, and then passed out again and woke up and we were it was like ten seconds left in the game, we were gonna win. I was like, Well, all right then. I don't know what happened, but I'm assuming Joe Young did something and awesome. I will be I will be not hungover for the Wisconsin game.
0: Yeah, gold gold self. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know what was weird about this game though is that they out rebounded, like comparable in steals, but Jordan Bell had four blocks.
1: Yeah, it was a block party.
0: Yeah, like Diplo, mad decent block party. Yeah. Um, turnovers were the same. Um. Really came down to like making five extra free throws and shooting 54.7% from the field compared to Oklahoma State's 45% from the field.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, that's what, with those free throws, that's what Dana preaches. You know, he says, get the lead and then you win games at the free throw line by icing the games there
0: which is maybe the most boring thing I've ever heard but okay
1: it, it, do you think Dana Allman is an exciting guy
0: no I don't <laughs> think that cracks top 100 words I would use to describe him
1: <laughs> probably not um, but I, that's that's where we're gonna I think that at the free throw line we're really gonna miss Joe Young there next year
0: Ooh, good point. Oh, he went eight for he's eight like, in the game.
1: Yeah, he's like he he was our JJ Redick at the free throw line this year. Like, you could blindfold him and he would still hit all those.
0: Yeah, and then he
1: had great support from Elgin Cook and Dylan Brooks, which is key because you know, I mean, yeah, for the most part this year he was it, it was obvious from the numbers he was the. He was what got the offense going all year, mm-hmm. but on the it was it was those nights where if something was off with Joe Young, if someone else could step up, whether that be Elgin Cook or you know anyone else or Jaleel or Dwayne Snoop Dogg Benjamin, <laughs> anyone else you know if, if they can kind of step in and pick up the slack, that obviously led to good things um so that'll that'll be what i'm curious to see next year is kind of who steps up to be the leader of the team
0: yeah i mean i couldn't be more impressed really with dylan brooks Mm -hmm. who shot seven of nine uh two of four from three-point land yeah um he had 17 three assists no turnovers
1: um yeah he's i think i'm I'm most, with with him being so young, I'm like Jordan Bell, Dylan Brooks, guys like them. I'm really excited for the future of this team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, I'm actually looking forward to next year.
1: That's the exact same, that after we lost to Wisconsin. I was just like, all right, let's, let's just shake it off. We'll come back next year. and We'll be ready to go. Not like a Taylor
0: Swift, shake it off.
1: Absolutely not. No, no, God no. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I saw a you know I got an email from the athletic department that's you know already telling you to put in your season ticket request. Oh yeah, I got that too. Team. And I just I looked at the you know their little their little graphic of all the returning players, and after a single tear rolled down my face that Joe Young wasn't in that group. Oh yeah. I I just I looked at the guy like Dwayne Benjamin and Jordan Bell Dylan Brooks and I was like this this is going to be a fun team next year. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh for sure, and it's like you brought this up on. All right, let's go ahead and move to Wisconsin. Let's because then that'll be a good way to lead into my next point. Okay, seventy-two sixty-five loss. At one point, late in the game, they were tied. Uh, Joe Young had thirty points. Um, he was really the only guy by himself. Like, yeah. Jordan he... Bell went four for five, which is a plus. Yeah. Uh, for but it was only eight points. Jaleel Abdul Bassett hit twelve, uh, got twelve points, all of which came off of four three-point shots. Shooting forty-two point one percent from the field. Uh, and three point land forty four point one percent, just standard field goals. I mean, and it doesn't even it, it doesn't seem like.
1: Yeah, the only reason Wisconsin that
0: dominated it, any facet of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at like you know you got Joe Young. If looked at the box score, obviously those thirty points just stand out, and then you know it, just below fifty percent shooting. If it hadn't been for abdul bassett's last second meaningless garbage time uncontested three young would have been the only the only duck to hit double figures and and that's the type of thing i was talking about that just kills organ is you know joe he's an incredible player but he can't do it by himself he can't single-handedly take down wisconsin right it's just not fair to ask of anyone um Had some other guys gotten going I mean I think if Elgin Cook had gotten going things might have turned out differently I mean Elgin Cook was that's that's a bad time to have probably your worst game of the year I mean two points on one for eight shooting yeah and four fouls and just like that's an ugly stat line for for a game against anyone who's going to school for free exactly come on I, I I'm not mad at you Elgin disappointed right? oh gee. oh 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 yeah that, that one that that stings actually
0: uh, you know where you know where wisconsin did their damage free throw line
1: yeah 21 I,
0: of 29
1: yeah that's just like that's what stuck out if you know if i'm If I look at this box score and I didn't, you know, I didn't watch if I if I didn't watch this game and I look at the box score, that's what sticks out to me is Oregon's five for seven, Wisconsin's 21 for 29. And that's just I mean, that's so far, you know, that's just ridiculous. The gap there is there. And uh, I didn't I didn't think that. Yeah. Frank Kaminsky, he had a good game. He had you know 16 points, 7 rebounds, six thirteen 13 shooting, four or five from the line. It's a good solid line. Um but I thought it, Sam Decker was the killer. Mm-hmm. The you know, he had three three clutch three-pointers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh 17 points led Wisconsin in scoring there and uh, and that was really the uh I, th- I think Sam Decker's outside shooting really it, it not only hurt, it hurt the Ducks in the sense of they started to get like a little bit of momentum going and started shipping into it and then Decker would just like pop back and drain a three and it'd just be like, ouch.
0: It's a momentum killer. Yeah. Such and a tease. My,
1: my buddy texted me during the game and he had the best description out of out of anything I've heard of the game is Mm -hmm. that he said, Oregon was basically, we were on a treadmill the whole time we were, we were running and running and running, but we weren't getting anywhere. Right. And we were essentially just treading water the whole time. And the thing is with this team and this season and the expectations treading water against Wisconsin. And I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. I have no regrets about the way they play. They played this game. You know they played them tough. They played them down to the wire. It was, it was a game with just a few minutes to go, and and uh, they've they've got to hang their heads high on that one. I mean they they went down swinging.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And you brought this up too, in our recruiting podcast, which has since become the lost podcast, Uh because of technical difficulties for some reason far beyond anything i understand um but you brought up that dana altman has surpassed expectations like just looking at it on the uh on the court surpassed expectations every single year by a fair amount like especially this year
1: oh absolutely the
0: degree of difficulty is mission impossible yeah and especially with the off season and the distractions, and everything like the team that went through like that was probably the worst off season you could have. Um, it was
1: one of those Murphy's Law type things where everything that it was just one thing after another, and it yeah. I mean, even saying it was a disaster would be a huge understatement,
0: right? And like, so, just kind of looking at how the team did on the court. I was gonna I would I was thinking, you know what, it'd be nice if they made the NIT and got the extra practice time. Yeah. That was my legit expectation going into the season. That would be a pleasant surprise to make the NIT, not the exactly. number eight seed, make the Pac-Twelve uh championship basketball game, and then almost take Wisconsin to the wire.
1: Yeah. And, but my uh, question
0: is, is Dana Altman the guy that's gonna get us a national championship? <laughs>
1: I mean, thinking, you know, thinking national championship with Oregon basketball is just so much, like, I was joking, I was joking. Sit, i, was I joking. sit back a moment and let my head just wrap around that one. I was joking. Oh man, that would be, we'll, we'll get the basketball national championship before we get the football one at this Oh, point. too soon, too soon. Jokes are, jokes are part of the healing process. <laughs>
0: pain plus time equals humor
1: yeah hey at least we didn't have to play ohio state in the first round like there was some projection. Necessary. oh my god that would have been like that would have been like when your hot girlfriend dumps you on a, dumps you and breaks your heart and then you have to like go to a party and you see her in the same room <laughs> you have to
0: like go get your stuff from the apartment like yeah. you're living together and then you have to go back and get it yep. like, no <laughs> no
1: uh Oh man. Yeah. It, it, that, that reminded me of a time when, uh, I, I dated a girl on the Oregon acrobatics and tumbling team for about six months Oh, and then we broke up and I had to cover the meets the next year. And that was just, Oh, that was painful. That was, it was painful in the sense where like I had moved on and I was like dating someone else at the time, but it was like I don't want you thinking that I'm like stalking you from press row here. Like I'm actually here doing work. Don't think that these huge binoculars that can zoom in.
0: <laughs> you should have don't just that. had a sign. You should have don't just had a sign. I'm here for work. I'm not watching. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
0: Oh man. Oh man. When I was, a. Uh, when, uh, my team was practicing in the Casanova Center. The acrobatics and tumbling team was just impressive. And I mean that the utmost respectfully. Like oh, utmost absolutely. respectfully. Like the most in-shape group of people I have ever seen.
1: Yeah, we you know pe- people will say like oh it's it's not a real sport. It's not even NCAA. It's you know, whoop-de-do! They beat eight or ten teams for a national championship. Dave and I went over this. It's like but twenty-four. If, it's it's growing. But <laughs> if you ever look on, if you ever just go to one of their meets and just watch what they do, it's mind-blowing. Like oh yes, just how in shape these girls are and and what they can do and yeah, I, I mean. I can't wrap my head around the physics of what they do. I I tried. I asked one of them one time. I was like, "What goes through your head when you're flipping across the mat like that?" And they're
0: like, "I don't know."
1: And it's, I I think they just kind of black out for, for that time being, and and hope to land on two feet. But at that
0: point, they're probably bored with it. Like I've done this a million times. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I, I remember talk, like, talk they, about tangents. So we got to acrobatics and tumbling somehow from NCAA tournament basketball. That was that's impressive. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we're done talking about that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I remember like acrobatics and tumbling, like the, them doing their warm ups on a mat in the Maslovsky Center. Yeah. Like so many flips, and just I was so blown away. I remember watching like one girl do like three i don't know any of the terminologies she had like two front flips and like three times around horizontally and like made it look so easy i remember just laughing at how yeah. easy she made it look exactly and like like whatever yeah it's only around because it's title nine because of title nine it's like i have like this really specific definition of what a sport is and I don't think it's something that has subjective scoring can be a sport mm-hmm. it's more like a contest or competition which sounds like super arbitrary yeah. and languagey but I'm a total nerd so whatever uh but that is one of it's it's amazing it's amazing what they do
1: yeah it's it's pretty mind blowing especially the first time the first time you see it and you have no prior knowledge of anything going on. It's just like, it's insane. And especially like the team routines when they start having, like there's like 20 girls flipping in different directions and they're like crossing paths and it it's, it's mind blowing what they can do.
0: Yeah. And like, so for girls, it's really hard to get abs just naturally.
1: Yeah.
0: Some of these girls are shredded
1: Some of these girls I would not want to, like, pick a fight with in a dark alley.
0: Yeah, like, they're, like, veins on the lower abs. Like, that is tough to do. What they
1: have to be able to do physically is just, yeah. It it was, when I was dating that girl, my friends would always make the joke that, you know, my girlfriend could kick my own ass. And sadly, it was absolutely true.
0: Do you remember that, uh, did you ever watch Entourage?
1: I never got into that, no. Okay,
0: well, the movie's going to suck, A, but B, there's, like, this uh, part where Johnny Drama, who's, like, this really kind of pathetic character, but he's also, like, really endearing at the same time. Anyone who's watched the show knows what I'm talking about. Uh, he starts going out with a female bodybuilder, or, like, fitness competitor. She's not, like, huge. Uh, and all the, all the guys are making fun of him, uh, saying, like, that he holds to her lats and that what it's, what it's got to be like uh, being intimate with a woman who looks more like Arnold Schwarzenegger than he does. Yeah. All right, so spring football next week. It's coming. We uh, are, are going to get like a prequel, the semifinal for the QB
1: competition. Oh, fi- finally some action in, in spring football here. Okay, yeah. here's, here's what I want to know. Offensive line. They will... What I want to know is about with with Vernon Adams coming in, you know, and obviously there's going to be the absence from spring practice because he's stuck in limbo in Eastern Washington, poor mm-hmm. soul. But uh, I, you know, of course, of course, Helfrich and all the coaches they're going to say they're going to say, no, it's an open competition; anybody could win; anybody could take it. Which is you, such a joke. Do you think that's actually the case, or is this a hundred percent? I mean, I don't think they bring in Vernon Adams unless they intend him to be the starter a hundred percent. Oh yeah, they
0: don't. They don't take up a scholarship on a one-year guy. Yeah. If they don't think he's gonna win, they can say that they're not guaranteeing him anything. But it's kind of like, yeah, well, we know this guy's gonna win. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Ridiculous. It's which is the best case scenario for the Ducks right now because I don't think they have anyone else on the roster that is ready to take over the reins of the program. Mm -hmm. And I think having Vernon Adams for this like one year transition period, yeah, you know, until you can like develop guys like Mahalik and Ty Griffin, Travis Waller, guys like those, you can develop them. Uh huh. This is best-case scenario for Oregon football this year. Oh,
0: for sure. Because he ran a similar system at Eastern Washington. Super Mm pass-heavy spread. He's a mobile quarterback, not a running quarterback. And he's like... He plays a lot like Mariota. Not Mariota. Masoli. But -hmm. with a better throwing motion and not running over people.
1: Masoli threw like a damn robot.
0: Uh. Yeah, which went haywire in the Boise State game. Yep. I remember thinking that he legitimately looks like a robot because he would like catch it, pause.
1: Oh my god. And then like I, turn it and
0: pass and it was like... that throwing
1: motion is just like burned into my memory forever.
0: I remember thinking, What is going on? What is this guy's
1: problem? It what is, is his deal? It was so stiff and awkward and, and it was painful to watch, but I'm
0: surprised no coach ever in like preseason was just like not get <laughs> this out what are you stop. doing just unless stop. he started doing it and he comes off the field and helfrick was the qb coach at the time helfrick like calls down is like so wh- what are we doing right now like what's this motion that i've never <laughs> seen you do before so yeah. i think
1: the fondest memory i had of Masoli was him trucking that dude in the civil war
0: oh to go to the rose bowl yeah, yeah.
1: Because that that happened, like, right in front of us in the student section, and you could just hear the collision. Yeah, wasn't well, it a that fourth was, and one? It was, like, a fourth and one, like, possible game-changing play if he doesn't get that.
0: Yeah, it was that and the triple option pitch to Kenyon Barner that were, like, the the sealers. yeah. Oh, man, I remember him slowly just putting his head down and, like, spinning off and then kind of falling forward for a couple yards. Mm -hmm. And then he stole the laptop from – yeah. Did he allegedly steal it or did he steal it? He stole it.
1: I – you know, it was one of those things where I think it was never fully proven, but he took the plea deal in court (laughs) – I, I I forget the exact reasoning behind it all but no he, no no no. you're right you're right you're right
0: it was a uh, he still said he was uh, that he didn't do it but he like, said it but, was like
1: one of those like wrong place wrong time situations like every athlete seems to get into and yeah which happens yeah
0: like it honestly does happen like whether it happened or not this time I think the evidence shows that he kind of stole a laptop yeah exactly Um <laughs> But, God, SAE, destroyer
1: of Heisman's. Don't don't steal stuff from frat guys. They get they get emotional.
0: <laughs> Man, frat guys are in the news recently too for all the wrong reasons. It's just it's
1: it's not a good time to be in right. Great life right now, people.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, wide receivers look solid. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is going to gel eventually. Yeah um running backs just a
1: ridiculous like (laughs) running backs is gonna be a goddamn cheat code (laughs) vernon adams could never throw he he might never have to throw the ball this year and the ducks will still win at least 10 games doing that
0: he'll never have to throw more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage
1: yeah we're going we're going full georgia tech
0: yeah we should honestly do like a shotgun t formation or like a shotgun inverted wishbone
1: oh my god that would be
0: magical. I think it would be so good. Um so the biggest questions for me that I wanna see defense by far. I know Don Poems said he the defensive coordinator was gonna simplify the process a little more. Yeah. Um I, I mean, don't know how got you gotta, could simplify it from a
1: three man rush and a four by four drop, but you've gotta replace guys like obviously EFO, Troy Hill and Eric Darden and guys like that and I I think that's going to be the biggest the biggest hole is just that defense you know all across I really want to see there were some spurts of some great performances last year by Joe Walker and I really like that kid like him against like Michigan State was phenomenal yeah um and and he had some he had some bright moments last year, and I really want to see him build on that. I like that kid.
0: Yeah, with the linebackers, they all are kind of like they all have their strengths to where they're kind of like tool players. So like you'd see Joe Walker in a lot on first and second down, mm-hmm. and they would pull that a lot for Derek Malone. Yeah, who's more of a who's a quicker linebacker, um, a better in coverage. Who's actually. A poet i don't know if you know this
1: that i've seen his twitter handle poetic soul
0: yeah and he actually has a website and he puts poetry up i saw him today i didn't see him but his profile was like recommended to me on twitter to follow and i don't know i was like who's dmj oh derek malone jr and he's like check out my poetry here and i clicked on it and it was a website of poetry and blog posts, and I was so taken aback. I was like, wow.
1: The next time I need to ask a girl out, I'm just going to ask her out with Derek Malone poetry.
0: <laughs> I remember <laughs> – this is funny. I've, I've told like a million people about this article because it was so freaking funny. Um, so, you know, uh, what's the Texas Tech's head coach's name?
1: Oh, Ryan Gosling lookalike. Uh, yeah. Cliff – Cliff Kingsbury. Yep. Yeah. Double K. Uh, He is a hunk, obviously.
0: Like, okay. I think he actually modeled for Abercrombie and Fitch or something. That's not a joke either.
1: I think he actually oh, it, did. It would not surprise me.
0: Yeah. Um, And he says, like, recruits moms hit on him and stuff. And so a guy on Every Day Should Be Saturday wrote this hilarious article where he made, like, a Facebook account where they changed the name but used all the pictures of him. Mm-hmm. And they basically made it like, uh, it was like Chase Cliffberry. Oh, jeez. It was like super simi- similar. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> they made this profile, uh, setting it to a setting the, uh, the women that he'd be swiping on to a little older demographic. Yeah. Uh, and he would only text them using genuine lyrics. <laughs> Oh, my God. So if if you don't know what Tinder is, it's basically – I can't believe I'm explaining what Tinder is on a podcast. (laughs) It's basically a social uh, dating app where you swipe right if you, like, want to go out with the person in the photo, and if both of you swipe right on each other – then it lets you know that you're a match, and then you talk to each other, and then uh, based off how my friends do it, they never go on
1: a date. And it's and it's uh, yeah, it, it's I, I've been on I've been on Tinder, and it's this it's this moment where it's all based off of physical attraction. Shocking, um, like most dating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, you can put in your little spiffy bio or whatever if you want but that's not it, it's all what photos you're going to put and and you, you know you'll stumble across the uh you'll stumble across the super hot girl who seems out of your league and you swipe right and you get this magical transition to a screen that just says it's a match
0: <laughs> and it's I called like a, BS. I it's called like a, BS. No,
1: no, that's actually what happens. You you swipe right and it switches to a screen and goes oh, to patch and it has your two pictures. I've seen that and, screen. Yeah. And uh, aren't yeah. a lot of them bots though that try to get you to like? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I, yeah, had, yeah. I I got matched up with a bot once. Um, how was it? Was the date nice? Did her, she talk? Did she have a good conversation?
0: Even though she was AI.
1: Skills she uh you know so you get matched up and one thing the girl never messages first on tinder so if she does you know something's up as is as like real life yeah exactly and uh unless you're leonardo dicaprio yep and it just comes easy yeah but she so the message goes um sean you'll do i suppose text me and it has this number <laughs> And then you'll do, minutes, I guess. What five, a
0: turn on! Five minutes. Five <laughs>
1: minutes later, I get an, another message from this girl that says, "Sean, you'll do, I suppose. So text me." And it's got a different number. Okay, I see something's happening here. <laughs> I was like, "The jig is up. You've been discovered." Yeah, exactly. The jig is up. <laughs> but, uh, ah, got you. <laughs> but in in quick. If you ever want to make the the girl do the work first on dating apps, I heard of a one called Bumble, which is exactly like Tinder, except that the girl has to be the one to message first within 24 hours, or the connection expires. So if you ever don't want to do the work, hit up hit up Bumble and setting all... the
0: record for nothing ever happening. Bumble that... app. Like I have it pulled up on my computer right
1: now.
0: <laughs> one of my uh, favorite things to do is, like, I love, like, online dating commercials. Oh, I think absolutely. they're so good. There was like, Farmers Only is a
1: great one. You can't one. top Farmers Only. It's, like, it's made for... It's, I, I feel like could you imagine if there was a dating app exclusively for the city of Springfield Oregon? <laughs> well, that's Farmers it's, Only. Well, well, it's probably no. That's that's called Craigslist, I think.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. The, one of the reasons why I got like started in watching this is uh, Taco had like this big rant on Facebook like over a year ago. And he told me about this website called CougarLife.com. Oh, my. If you haven't seen the commercial for this, uh, sorry if anyone under the age of 18 is listening to this, I guess. <laughs> if you haven't seen the commercial for this, you need to go YouTube it right now. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so bad. It's so, so... Oh, God. It's just It's hilarious. Because, you know, every once in a while, you'll be out at, like, some bar in downtown Portland, and they have, like, the games going or whatever on ESPN, and once it gets late enough, it starts rolling, <laughs> like, the really cheap commercials, so it's, like, oh yeah Farmers Only, or, like, Hotlines to Call, or, like, com and then Farmers Only, so. Yeah. So, if you haven't read the article on Every Day Should Be Saturday, it's called, like, just search up "tender guns up" on Twitter, on, <laughs> in, on Google, and it's hilarious. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that is one hell of a tangent. Um, any Ooh. closing comments? Is there anything we missed? Talked about basketball, talked about spring football. That's Recovery, gonna be basketball, great.
1: Basketball, spring football, acrobatics, um, and gymna- and tumbling. Yeah, they they made a surprise appearance into the podcast, but yeah. Um, I, that's, that's all I've got for this week. I'm going to, my, my goal is to start hopefully catching some Oregon baseball games on Pac-12 networks. Now Mm -hmm. that we're in conference play, I know they've been on a bit of a slide, but yeah, it's spring baseball is upon us. Let's, let's, it's a slow time of year at, at Oregon, but, uh, you know, it can, it can fill the gap while we anxiously await football season once again.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, to cover baseball. uh, Started off really hot. Wins over Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Swept New Mexico State. Beat Portland. Won the series against UCSB. Swept St. John's. Dropped four in a row. Two to San Francisco. Two to Cal. Beat Cal. Lost twice to Arizona State. And then beat Arizona State. Uh, At the time of recording... It is uh, oh wrapped up Oregon ten UC Riverside seven. So I'll probably get this up Thursday, which means that they'll have finished the second game against UC Riverside, and are uh, looking towards a weekend series against the Arizona Wildcats, which is on every game Pack twelve networks networks. There we yeah,
1: tune in and
0: yeah. So Friday seven p.m. on. Um, Arizona Saturday, seven PM Arizona. Uh on Sunday at eleven AM Arizona. Watch your, ducks. watch your ducks on Sunday. It's gonna be great. They're away, so it'll be sunny. It's great. I'm so glad nice. baseball season's almost here. Oh, Michigan State's coming to Eugene. April third
1: to the fifth. Big year against Michigan State coming up. Right. Big year. So we can just go we'll go and uh start a just like football chant. Yeah. Perfect. All right, do you have any closing comments? Good stuff. That's that's about it for me. Um, uh, word of advice, kids don't don't join Tinder. It's don't. Bad news. That's 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 my closing comments.
0: Yeah. Just uh, be yourselves. Safety first, and then teamwork. Always be yourself, unless you can be Batman.
1: I have I have a prescription for for you and I have a prescription for all of our listeners. Uh, this was a prescription I was given mm-hmm. this week, and that is to, to be awesome until next week. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. Cowbell, be awesome.
0: Um, try to stay uh, – try to get your quack in. We're going to have a big fix next week. It's going to be good. So signing off from Hamsterdam – I'm Rusty with Sean. See you guys next week.